Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And I've just met Devin for the first time, but I have a sense that he's the right people. Welcome to the studio, Devin Burr. He is the owner of Onyx Investment Group. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's good yeah. to be here. And now he's got this radio voice, like this smooth radio voice is showing up. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I love it, right? <laughs> so, so excited to have you. And we have James McLeod, your media guy, to thank for the introduction, which we're always appreciative. And he's here today in the in the background. The fly on the wall. The fly on the wall while Daryl is producing. We're excited to have you. So, Devin Burr, tell us about Onyx Investment Group. And then we're always excited to hear the backstory as well. And we've got plenty of time to chat and connect. So, the floor is yours. Yeah, so Onyx came about in 2019. So I was employed full-time for Quicken Loans. I was writing mortgages, doing well, kind of worked my way up the corporate ladder. And for a W-2 employee, I kind of had it made. I was working 32 hours a week. That's all I had to work. I got the highest paid in commissions and all that stuff for anything I did. Highest time off, earned, all that stuff. But I knew there was just something more for me. I knew that I wanted to like control my own destiny. So I had a friend who was doing real estate investing. I reached out to him. I'm like, dude, how much do I have to pay you to just ride along for one day and just see what you're doing? I'm a visual guy. I want to see what you're doing so I can learn it and do it myself. And his exact words, Templeton Walker, great friend of mine. He said, you don't have to pay me shit. You're my homie. I was like, perfect. So let's go. So we did a ride along. This was September, like 18th of 2019, fell in love with it. So we're going to different property owners' houses, negotiating deals. I was used to sitting behind a desk. So I'm out in the this field. Is brand like, new. Like, this is incredible. So we go into this house. He negotiates a deal. We're in there for 15 minutes. He makes $30,000. I was like, I-, I need to quit my job and do this. So I started looking for real estate deals. He was teaching me kind of how to source them. And I found one in Chicago. And I'm thinking I'm going to make like 200,000 bucks on this one deal. So I get the deal on October 7th, 2019. I walk into my job October 8th and I quit. When I was getting promoted that day, like VP pulls me in the office. He's like, Devin, you did great. You hit all your numbers. We're promoting you. I was like, cool, but I'm quitting today. (laughs) So just kind of took a leap and grew my wings on the way down, you know, and Started buying houses and renovating them, fix and flip, and then started holding on to properties, which is where my branding started to come in, Mr. Burr. So, Okay, back up, though, because the way what I was hanging on to with all of your words a moment ago, you found the property in Chicago mm-hmm. and you thought you were going to make 200000 did you make that? Oh, no. Because that's what I, so, so don't leap too far forward because you're quitting your job thinking, cha-ching, cha-ching, my first deal. But that didn't happen. No. What happened? So I fell flat on my face. Oh, God. You don't know what you don't know. Right. Until you you know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I thought I was going to make 200 grand. I didn't understand in Chicago you need an attorney to do all these things, to to do these kind of real estate deals. It was a wholesale deal. And an attorney to do that had no idea. I also didn't know that this little pocket in Chicago was like to walk through it, you needed a bulletproof vest. Like, 
had no idea. So, And you're familiar with those scenarios, but anyway. Yes, we can get into that if we need to. But so, yeah, I didn't make 200 grand. It took me four months to actually close on that deal. And I think I made 18. Ouch. So not bad, well, but like for four months work, I was definitely taking a step back. And I was this close to going back to my job two months in because I hadn't made any money. Yeah. And I just didn't know what to do. I was just in my house. I don't even think I left the house. Everything changed when I got out of my comfort zone and started going to local meetups where real estate investors were at. As soon as I did that, everything changed. What changed? How did it change? So, like I said, you don't know what you don't know, right? right? And I'm a firm believer that you are kind of a product of your environment. So, who you hang around with is who you become. Mm I had never hung around real estate investors. So, I needed to get around them to start to become one. So I started to go to these real estate meetups and just, I went in with the intention of I'm interested in everyone else. Like, I'm not trying to be interesting. Like, no one cares about me. Like, who am I? I've never done any real estate. All these people were up here. It's where I wanted to be. How do I get there? Learn from them. Ask them questions. So I would just ask, hey, how did you get to where you're at? What did you do? How did you start getting deals? So just picking their brains, which is a really weird like saying, pick their brains. But anyway, so I was just learning from them. And that's when everything changed. I just started getting real estate deals by just going to meetups. So I wasn't paying for any marketing. I was just making friends. And they'd be like, hey, I've got this deal. Do you want in on it? Absolutely. Let's go. So from January till March of 2020, I did eight real estate deals, zero marketing. Wow. Crazy. I was on top of the world and then COVID hit. (laughs) No more meetups. Oh, right. Yeah. So I had to pivot big time. And what did that look like? So for me, it was personal growth has always just been like always reading, right? Listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos. So I just went down that road again. Like I'm not going to meetups. I'm stuck in my house. How can I learn? How can I become better? Mm -hmm. Just work on myself. Listen to podcasts, read books. So I heard a podcast with this guy, Chris Noggle. He was talking about how to become the bank. I'm like, become the bank. That makes, that sounds interesting. So I went down the rabbit hole and I learned how to become the bank in my own financial life. And I started implementing that into my real estate deals. So I was making money in the real estate deals while also making money as the bank on those deals. So I was doubling up my money, double dipping. And then it just took off from there because then I started teaching other people how to do it. And that's when the business really exploded is late 2020. Is that infinite banking? Mm-hmm. How would you describe that? I mean, or did you just describe it? What is infinite banking? <clears throat> it's, it's pretty much just taking back the banking function in your life. Hmm. So think about what we do as individuals. We put our money in the bank, but then where do we go when we need money? We go to the bank for a loan. Right. What do they do? They charge us interest to borrow their money, Mm -hmm. which is really our money. They don't have their own money. They lend out ours. And then they charge us for it. Right. (laughs) Right. So they give us a little bit of interest, like 0.06%, and they lend it out to us at 4, 5, 6, 7%. They keep the spread, but it's our money. Mm -hmm. So if you take back that function, if you put your money in a place that earns you money, and then you borrow against it and pay yourself the interest you would have otherwise paid the bank, you're not changing anything besides who gets the interest. So instead of them getting it, now you get it. 
And you're basically building up a stockpile of money. The more money you have in your banking system, more things you can do. You can start buying cars, buying houses, boats, planes, like you name it. The more money you have, the more you can do with it, Mm -hmm. right? So that's really what it is. And so uh, this caught fire for you. You're like, holy cow, this is right up my alley. I'm going to make this happen. And you have since started teaching people. Is it formal teaching or are you doing it informally? It's somewhat informal. Mm -hmm. So when I learned about it, I was like, this is incredible. This is incredible. How can I make money in one place? Because basically what it is, is you're putting money into a place that's guaranteed to grow. Guaranteed compound growth, tax-free. So it's going to grow there and then you can borrow against it. So you're not removing it from this place. It's still growing there. You borrow against it to go make money somewhere else at the same time. So I was doing that with my real estate. It's making money here. I borrow against it. And I go put it in a real estate deal and make money over here. I'm making money in two places. Okay. I was like, this is incredible. I need to tell everybody. I'm telling mom and dad, aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, friends. Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. And then I got on TikTok. And started making videos about it. Oh, boy. I made my third video. It was me in my car talking about how to get all the money back for any car that you buy by using, by being the bank. Yeah. I go to bed, wake up the next morning, 17,000 followers. Oh, my gosh. Followers, not just people who watch that video. They're now like, I'm enrolled. I want to see more from this Devin guy. Yeah. Wow. So then I just kept making videos about it. Everyone's like, how do I get one? So I'm like... Yeah, just go to Chris. That's where I got mine. And then it hits me. I'm like, wait Wait a minute. minute. (laughs) These people are learning about this from me. Shouldn't I be the one that sets it all up and helps them do it? So March of 2021, I got licensed to be able to set these up. And since then, I've set up almost 1,100. So it's just like putting out videos, growing a following, and then helping that following do what I'm doing to better their lives which just catapulted my business. So people helping people. Right. You've got this really cool vibe and this, this low hum, right? You vibrate up here, but there's something about you that's super chill. Is it <laughs> like that all the time or is that just for right now? <laughs> I think it's like that all the time. I sense that. I'm pretty easygoing. Yeah. I'm pretty chill. Younger me wasn't, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Younger me was an animal. Like I was just... We talked a little bit about that in, in uh, you know, pre-show. Yeah. Uh, do you recall when it shifted for you or was it a series of, of events or relationships that had you shift to, to who you are today? Yeah, it was 2016. Really hard to tell the story. 2016, I was bankrupt. I had $300 to my name, full-time single father to my daughter. She was nine. I couldn't afford the apartment we lived in. I, it was just too much for me to handle. I, we were almost on the streets. So I'm, I had to swallow my pride and moving with a friend. We rented just a little room in his house. It was two, 300 bucks a month. I could barely afford that. I thought things couldn't get worse. And then I got my heart broken by the woman I thought I was going to marry. So I'm, I'm at rock bottom. You know, I'm financially broken. I'm emotionally broken. I'm having thoughts of suicide. Like I have this little girl that relies on me. She sees me as Superman, but really I'm broken. And I just realized it's because of me. Like, I never worked on me. I never worked on being a better person. I never worked on being just better. I was always just worried about going out, partying, chasing girls, like what normal 20-year-olds do, right? 
But at this time, I was 31. <laughs> With a kid. Yeah. yeah. It's like, when are you going to take responsibility for your life and start being the person that you're capable of being? That's when it started was 31 years old. I just realized I had to work on me. I had to become a better person. And I think ever since then, I'm just a different person than I used to be. People that I haven't seen since then, they'll see me and they're like, dude, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, and it's cool, though. It's really cool to see where, where it's come from. And what a great story for those of uh, your followers and people learning from you that you are a servant leader in a really unique way. And again, I'm sensing very humble and also just a powerhouse, a force to be reckoned with. And you've got this incredible from bankruptcy to to great success uh, that not everybody has, right? Uh, a lot of people either stay in bankruptcy or in uh, survival mode and others have fell into success uh, easier than someone like you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I think that's actually what's made me successful is all the struggles. Mm -hmm. I've had probably 60 jobs. Through my 20s, no joke, 60. It's a lot. At least. Like, I hated to be told what to do. So I was obviously an entrepreneur. I just. <laughs> right. Didn't know that yet. Didn't know it, but I hated to be told what to do. Had so many jobs when I was a teenager, just rolling around with the wrong people, like I was telling you before. Was getting jumped. I got shot at at 18, 19 years old, 30 seconds away from being dead from a bullet going through my car window. So Jeez. just. I don't know. It's just those struggles have made me who I am mm -hmm. because I'm a firm believer of being grateful for what you have, right? And whenever I'm not feeling grateful, all I do is I take a step back. I start breathing, focus on my breath. I'm huge on meditating, cold plunging. I'm a weirdo, right? Well, hello, weirdo. <laughs> I got you. You too? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I take a step back and I just think, look where I'm at. Where was I at before? I was getting shot at. People hated me. Now, if you mention my name to anyone that knows me, nothing but positive things. And I feel amazing. Yeah, it's like your name is so important. The, the second you tarnish that name, it's almost impossible to get that back. So everything I do now, I have that in mind. What are people going to think about what I'm doing? Even when no one's looking. Yeah. That's the big thing. Off camera, we spoke about, about that a little bit. I, we talked about visibility and how visibility really helps, you know, uh, bridge the gap between I don't know people in those great introductions. And my comment was, yes, visibility is fantastic. But if you don't bring the goods and you don't, to use your words a moment ago, if, we don't, if you don't stand by the na your name and the integrity, that's, you can have all the visibility you want, but it's going to unravel right. because you're not who you are on a consistent basis. And clearly you're, you're modeling that. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Authenticity. People see that. Yes. They see it. They feel it. I think why I've had a lot of success online on social media is because I'm just being me. Yeah. That's it. I'm just being me. People see it. They feel that it's not some fabricated person, some character I'm making up. It's just me. Mm -hmm. Because of that, they, they trust what I say. If someone trusts you, they'll do business with you. They like you and trust you, they'll do business with you. So all I've tried to do on social media is be likable and be myself. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's, I think that's the blessing in social media. So many people hate it, especially my age as I approach 60. People are not Stop always— Stop it. You are not almost 60. I'll be 58 next month. Stop your yes. lies. No. <laughs> True. And 
I have been doing social media for years. I sold a social media company quite successfully, which opened up, helped the bridge the gap to open up Business Radio X. And at my age, right, social media, it's, it, well, social media is not for everybody. And for my age, uh, it's a little different. We talked about LinkedIn as well before we came on air. The key really is to just be us. Like I'm doing these crazy little car jams with my 15-year-old. They are seven-second silly things with him and now a handful of other people shaking their head at me like, oh, my God, she's dancing in her car. And then it pans to me to dance and it pans back to them. It's so much fun. It does, has nothing to do with business or life or anything else that I represent. It's just for me this great little outlet to say I'm, I'm a lot of fun yeah. and, I, and I love music, right? And the, the feedback and the response, even from my business community and people that I, I coach, they're like, that, that's incredible. Like they see that side of me, but not everybody out there does. Mm-hmm. And now they're having a glimpse of it. And, I, and it's just silly. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what's next for you? As we come upon 2023, are you a guy who sets goals and, and what do those look like for you if you do? Or, or is it more just a, hey, I, you know, I sense that this is, this is coming down the pike for me. Yeah, I set goals. I write them down every day in my phone, mm-hmm. in my notes app. Mm-hmm. So I have a morning routine where I get up at 3.30. I stretch. I meditate. I cold plunge. So I get into freezing cold water first thing in the morning yep. and just focus on my breathing. Then once I get out, I'm already in control of my day right? So at that point, my mind is clear. I start writing down my goals. And I write them down as if I've already achieved them. So a short-term goal is to have 50 rental units, so an apartment complex. So I own 50 units as an apartment complex. That's how I write it. Big goals, like big pie-in-the-sky goals. That one felt like a big goal to me. So there's bigger goals? Oh, there's some, there's <laughs> some big goals. goals. I want to change the schooling system. Amen. I want kids to learn how money works. I want kids to learn how credit works. I want kids to learn how to invest. Like kids do not learn the most important things in school. And then those kids become adults. (laughs) And it's part of why we're struggling so much, myself included. I didn't have that education. No. Yeah. Like I had a 200 credit score in my 20s because I had no idea what what credit was, how to do it. My parents didn't teach me. They didn't have any clue. I come from a lower middle class family. So kids need to learn that stuff. My daughter knows probably more than most adults because I'm teaching her. Mm -hmm. But it starts with that. Like for me to make that kind of change, I need to be in like billionaire status. Yeah. Right. So that's like long-term big, huge goal. But in my lifetime, I'm still young. I'm 37. I want to change the way the, the schooling system works. Yeah, we need to get you on some boards, serving on some uh, advisory boards. I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. We, we, I know we have a, a, a couple of, uh, to recommend, so we'll get you there. Tell me about Mr. Burr. I mean, it's B-U-R-R, right? That's your... That's my my government name, yes. Your government name. <laughs> Ooh, I'm curious. Do you ever share your born, your your legal name? Is it a legal name? That's Burr, the government. Yeah. That's the government. Name. Okay, well, we'll De- leave it at that. Devin Burr, B U R R. Right. However, for social media, it's B R R R R. Yes. So, as I was saying in 2020, I had eight real estate deals, right? From January to March. And then things changed with COVID. I started learning how to become the bank. And then once I learned that, I realized like all the wealthiest families, banks, banks have billions and billions of dollars worth of this financial vehicle. I I tend to not say it because as soon as I say it, people shut down. It's life insurance, properly structured life insurance. Banks own billions of it. 
the wealthiest families own it. So I started thinking, I want to build real wealth. Flipping houses, doing wholesale deals, it was just transactional money. It wasn't wealth. How do you build wealth? You hold on to assets. So there is a, a strategy in real estate called the Burr method. You buy, renovate, you rent the property out, and then you refinance it because you raised its value to get all your money back, and then you repeat. I'm thinking, my last name is Burr. Why don't I be Mr. Burr? Because I, I am Mr. Burr. Brilliant. So then I thought about this in my, my mentor, Templeton Walker, my buddy that's in real estate. I was like, dude, here's my idea. He's like, it's genius. Let's make a music video. Oh, fun. So we, made a, we made a spoof music video. <laughs> There's a song by Chingy back in like 2001. It's called uh, Right There. <laughs> it's like, I like the way you do that right there. Wait, wait, by the way, for those of you who can't see our guys off screen, they're cracking up and they're both nodding their heads. They know the song. Well, clearly you do because you've seen the, the, the spoof video. I've got to go find that. So the spoof video is, I like it when you send me a burr. Oh, my god! I'll do a fix and flip. Yeah, sure. And you said you weren't going to sing. I asked you if you sing and you're like, no, other than uh, Baby Shark. But oh, that's good. Thank you for that. I started rapping in the video. <laughs> I had like bling bling on. Oh, my and gosh. I've got to go find this. The video is priceless it took us like a day to record we paid someone like 250 bucks to do it yeah and then i put it on social media and i got like four or five real estate deals from that so fun and then i i just started branding myself as mr burr even have the necklace to, to yeah, show so that that's legit this is a tax write-off <laughs> right. so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god your own bling yeah oh my goodness so fun are you having a good time you seem like you're having a good time I always have a good time. I just, I love life. Yeah. Like I said, from where I came from, from like what I've been through, where I'm at now, like how could I not have fun? Mm -hmm. How could I not enjoy what's going on? Beautiful wife. We've been married for almost four years. Awesome. Daughter is amazing. She's 15. Like great kid. Yeah. Straight A's. Never got anything besides straight A's. Just great head on her shoulders. I'm healthy. Kind of good looking. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, okay. <laughs> so how can I not be happy? How can I not be excited about life? Right. The confidence that you exude and share is, again, it's palatable and it's very real and authentic. Take us back to, you know, high school, uh, that 18, 19-year-old who was getting shot at running with the wrong crowd. Did that Devin like himself back then? Mm, that's a deep question. We do that here. That is a deep question. No. Yeah. I didn't. I was very, very overly confident back then. To compensate Cocky. for not yeah. digging yourself, huh? Yeah. I grew up in a broken family. My mom and dad were divorced. My mom was in and out of relationships. I saw my mom get beat. Just a hard childhood, you know, and just, again, running with the wrong people. So I didn't have a lot of confidence. I was always, I was always very shy as a kid. Really? Really, really shy. I would shy. not have guessed that. Super shy. Like, mama's boy, like, attached to my mom's hip, youngest of three, so just shy. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, I felt like I had to put on this persona because I was— That's what we do in high school. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be this loud, funny guy. I was the class clown and just searching for myself, yeah. and it rubbed some people the wrong way. And that's when— I started getting jumped and shot at and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Your parents are still living? 
Yes. Uh, and you're, you have a relationship with your mom? Yes. She's super proud of you, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. This lady, it is unreal. Every time I see her, she almost starts crying just because, again, I come from a lower middle class family. Yeah. No one in my family has ever really been successful. I'm the first millionaire in the family, first multimillionaire. So my mom is like, this is my little baby. He's yeah. doing this. And it just makes her so proud. And I give back to her. So I bought her a new car recently. I'm the bank on the car. Of course right? you are. Yeah. Bought her a house. So I just try to take care of her because she took care of me. Mm-hmm. My dad, he's so prideful. He's like, you're not giving me anything. You're not taking care of me. <laughs> so, yeah. But eventually I'm going to take care of him. And he's proud. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And they're both here local. Arizona. Very good. Dad's in Mesa. Mom is in Phoenix. Yeah. Incredible. Yep. You talked about your morning routine and ritual. I'm not quite uh, up as early as you are, usually for me about five, but similar-ish routine. What else keeps you grounded? Or is it that morning routine that keeps you grounded? That's probably the biggest thing, Mm -hmm. you know, because the second I stop doing it, I'm a big reader. Mm -hmm. Like I'll listen to books. I'll read books. And one of the best books, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Anyone who's listening, if you haven't read it, read this book, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Oh, I know, obviously, other books. Yeah, Napoleon so Hill, but Think and Grow Rich. Yes, Most people my know that fave, one. right? Read Outwitting the Devil. I don't know that one. I was expecting you to say Atomic Habits. But that one's great, yeah, too. Yeah, so good. Okay, so Napoleon but Hill's Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting the Devil. It's an interview between Napoleon Hill and the devil. So if you listen to the book, it's really dynamic. It's he is like a devil's voice, like oh, and then Napoleon Hill's voice, right? And it's just a back and forth so conversation good. about how to outwit the devil. And part of like the devil is when people drift through life, when they just have no purpose and they just kind of they go through the motions. When I don't do my morning routine, I start to drift. I start to get into bad habits, and. Atomic habits, right? Small things yeah. make a big difference. So that book, I'm telling you, I, I read that book. Absolutely will. One of the best books ever. Yeah, That consistency, that daily practice that stays you in that place of gratitude, humility, and also drive, obviously, is, is, a, is a clear way to stay grounded. Yeah. I love that you shared that with us, and I will definitely read that book. Yeah, because success is, people think it's this it's so complex and it's so hard to get success in anything, right? Mm-hmm. Your health. I've, I used to be a bodybuilder. I was like 3% body fat at mm-hmm. one point. I've got a great relationship with my wife, right? Married four years. It's not great because of one thing. You don't get in shape because of one workout. Right. You don't become wealthy because of one investment. It's doing little things consistently over and over and over and over again. And when you do that, they compound on each other. And it's like you wake up one day and it's like, oh, my God, look what I've created, right? And then everyone else thinks, oh, you're an overnight success. But they don't see day in, day out, all of the little habits that you build to get to where you're at. How do we stay in touch with you? I know we talked about LinkedIn. We're going to fix that. that You're going to be on LinkedIn more. (laughs) But right now it's TikTok. And is it TikTok and Instagram? Or where else do do we get to keep an eye on what you're doing? So TikTok and Instagram, Mr. Underscore Burr, B with four R's. And then I'm trying to grow my YouTube right now. Oh, good. Okay. YouTube is hard. Is it? I yeah. just, I, in fact, right before you got here, I was uh, in a conversation with a client talking about his presence on, on you know, digital media. And I was looking at YouTube and it's an unfamiliar world, world to me. What yeah. makes it hard? 
I just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. I haven't figured out like what the algorithm wants. Like right. TikTok and Instagram, I kind of figured out what algorithm wants. And because of that, we've had videos go viral yeah. and, you know, one video goes viral, then you've got a whole bunch of eyes on you and then just the videos do well. Mm -hmm. Right. So just trying to figure out what makes things go viral on YouTube. Yeah. I think you just need one. Yes. Once it goes viral, then you just rinse and repeat. What did you do in that video? Yeah. Do the same and thing over and over again. It's a slightly different cocktail you're discovering from uh, TikTok. Mm -hmm. YouTube's got its own little nuance to it. So, huh, I'll be curious to keep an eye on that and see how that shifts for you. And I'm sure James McLeod will help you do that as well. Looking at our, our buddy in the corner here behind the camera. Very good. And for YouTube, what is the page? Is it Mr. Burt again as well? Same thing, yep. Yeah, okay, good. That's the branding. That is the branding. I've got that as my license plate. Of course like, you do. Everything. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and Facebook as well. Do you spend much time on Facebook or is that secondary? I do some on Facebook, but it's it's funny because with Facebook, really, what I do is I check, you know, how it says on this day oh, so many years no, ago. I love that. I look back and see those things. Like, yes. there's things where I put, like, conversations with me and my daughter. It's like, it says me, colon, what I said, uh -huh. and then daughter, colon, what she said. Yes. I look back and I just smile, like, little crazy things she used to say when she was a little girl. I'm, I'm going to have to send you a book. So my son, I mentioned, is 15, same age as your daughter, also a freshman, different school. And I've done that the whole time that I've been on, you know, Facebook. That was kind of the first place I landed and thought, well, this is pretty cool. Friends and family and new people. Love it. So grown a little following community. On his 10th birthday, uh, we wrote a book together. And it's The World According to Ivan. And so it's cool. all the little things that people would laugh at, fall in love with, as I shared, just like you described with your daughter. And we did it for charity. And it's this little mini book. I'll have to send you one because you'll get a awesome. kick out of it. And uh, he's now uh, 15 and going to be driving next year. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. Uh, but people, you know, he has always had this little following because I've shared some of the neatest and funniest and silliest and sometimes the saddest things that he's shared on Facebook. And, and people loved it. So I love that you go back and look at those memories. Maybe your daughter will have her own book someday. Is there a book for you down the road, do you think? I get asked that so often. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I don't, it's not really a goal of mine, but all of my success, everything that I've been able to build comes from just helping people. But the more people I help, the more successful I become. Yep. I've noticed that. So it's like, okay, how can I help more people? Writing a book would help a lot of people. So it's like, Yes, that's the same thing I've said. Listen, if it if it makes sense and there's a sole purpose for it, sole as an S-O-U-L for it, then I'll do it. But until then, I'm not so sure that, that it's something that I need to spend time on. Yeah. Yeah. What I always do is like whenever I give a message or anything, it's not so much for other people. It's kind of for me. I'm <laughs> speaking to myself because I know if like there's millions and millions of people that are just like me, look like me, act like me, talk like me, whatever. So they could relate to me. They might have the same struggles as me. Like, I don't wake up and have no struggles, right? I've got struggles. Everyone does. A lot of them are just mental, yep. right? Yeah, most of them. So whenever I put a post out, whenever I do anything, I give a speech, whatever, a lot of times it's just to help me. And then I know it's going to help other people. Yep. You and I were separated at birth. 20-year <laughs> difference, but separated at birth. We are very, very similar. I love it. I haven't quite hit that financial success peak yet, but I'm getting there. And I feel very blessed for the conversation today to give me the inspiration to continue to work hard on what I'm doing. I've had to start over as if I'm a 27-year-old within the last three years. And I am determined to turn things around and keep growing. And I don't think you'll ever hit a peak either. Yeah. Because if you do, then that's when, uh -huh. yeah. you know, you want to always be striving for more. Yes. Yeah. The second you say, oh, I've made it, I've arrived, 
that's when you're going to start drifting again. The you, universe you creates that that opportunity for us. We call it the cosmic joke in my in my sphere. I love it. Yeah, you got to read that book. Drifting. The second you stop pushing and stop growing, you're drifting through life, and that's the devil taking hold of you. Wow. That book is is incredible. The devil is literally just negative energy. Mm-hmm. That's what it talks about. There's positive energy, God, Lord, whatever, whatever you want to call it. There's negative energy. That's the devil. So anything you do that's not productive, that's negative energy. That's the devil. So if you're drifting through life and not trying to strive to become better, that's the devil taking a hold of you. Yeah. Got to read that book. It's incredible. I look forward to it. It'll be downloaded on my app very, very soon. Love it. All right. So Devin Burr. Uh, Onyx Investment Group. Anything else that you were thinking about that you wanted to share with our listeners and our viewers on your way over here today, or did we just about cover it? I tell people this all the time. This is like my biggest message, I think, right? My my, my mantra right now, mm-hmm. so to speak, is work on yourself, mm-hmm. period. Become a better version of yourself. Like a cup can only hold so much fluid, right? The second you put more fluid in this to the top, what's it going to do? It's, it's going to overflow. Cool. We're the same way. Fill your cup up. Become a better version of yourself. Get more knowledge. Get more valuable knowledge. Eventually, you're going to have so much it's going to overflow, and the ripples it causes are going to help other people. So you can't help anyone else until you're overflowing yourself, right? So I tell people all the time, just work on you constantly. You can do two things with your time. You can entertain yourself, play video games, watch TV, Netflix binge, whatever you're going to do. Or you can educate yourself. Educate yourself on your downtime. Become better. And it'll overflow and help people around you. Love it. That's it. Yeah, consumer or creator is is how I've I've termed that similarly. Yeah. You know, I'm either a consumer I'm a, or I'm a creator. And there's space and room for both. Mm-hmm. But where do I spend most of my time? It really ought to be in creation. 100%. Yeah. Because there's so many people that relate to you that would maybe never relate to me. Right. We could be saying the exact same thing, and they'll just relate to you instead of me. Absolutely. So if you don't create, if you don't put that knowledge, if you don't put yourself out there, you're kind of robbing all those people of a gift you could give them because you're scared of what people might think. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. So that's it. Just work on yourself. Put yourself out there and just try to serve other people. So good. For our viewers and listeners who want to learn and run with you, is it really just have them follow you on social media or what, what makes the most most sense for somebody who's like, I, I need to get to know Devin more, Mr. Burmore? Yeah, it's social media. And then like on social media, I'll put out when I'm like going to be at certain places. Like tonight, we're going to be at a, a, a meetup downtown Phoenix, just talking about real estate, talking about becoming the bank. Good. So that's opportunity for people just to come shake my hand and... Yep. Be around me and be around the people that I run with because I literally try to run with everyone that's way ahead of me. Yeah. If I'm the the smartest guy in the room, I am in the wrong room, you know? Yep. I'm not that sharp of a guy either. So it's like it's, <laughs> it's easy to be in the rooms where I'm not the, yeah. the sharpest guy. I love it. Like I said, I stumbled through high school, graduated with a D average, held back in second grade. I couldn't hold the scissors right. I don't know. Left-handed? Are you left-handed? Right. Okay. I'm left-handed, and I don't. So the only thing I do right-handed is the scissors, because the left-handed scissors really sucked <laughs> back in the early 70s. 
Devin, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. Again, for our listeners, this is Devin Burr with Onyx Investment Group. Be sure to follow him on TikTok and Instagram, Mr. Underscore B-R-R-R-R. That was me. Awesome. And then soon to be on LinkedIn as well. Soon to be. Awesome. Thanks for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where some media leans left and some lean right. We lean business. Thanks for listening. 